Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. Good morning, Life West. Merry Christmas to everybody. What? I'm just saying it because we're saying it because it's snowing outside. No, Happy New Year to everybody. Hey, thank you so much for being here. I I want to share something really quick. Um, first of all, all glory to God, but I want to thank the worship team. They just create an atmosphere for us to press in. You know, if I can be a little transparent with you guys, you know, even with me and, and, and the 21 days and, you know, the enemy's mad. He's mad. And even for me over the weekend as I'm preparing for the message, just mind games, you know, and we're worshiping here just a few minutes ago and the atmosphere, the mind games stop and the atmosphere changes. And I'm looking at Tony and the team and they're just, I mean, they're just worshiping, you know, and it's just like, thank you, God, that they're obedient to do this, to create an atmosphere. It's like you're in a, you know, you're in a room and it's, it's cold and then you, someone says, okay, let me change the, the, the thermostat real quick and they warm it up and they're like, ah, I feel better. Thank you guys. I just want to say thanks. I just thank you. I am believing right now with all my heart that God's going to deliver something to you personally. I always believe that, especially if I'm speaking up here. Like, I don't want you to hear me. I want you to hear God. And I know God's going to do something. So before we start, let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this day. We thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you and, and to live for you and to serve you and to hear your voice. And the promised Holy Spirit, Father, we just thank you for that, that dwells within us, Lord. That when our mind doesn't understand, Lord, that we can turn to you, know that you are God. So, Lord, in this message, may they hear you, not me. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say, amen. amen. Say, seek. seek. You know, it, it's, it was funny. I said this to the first service. Uh, back in November, now I've been here about seven months now. I'm loving every step of the way. Uh, but November, I asked God in my time alone, I was like, God, what's, what's the word for the new year? And I, I specifically heard him say, seek. And I thought that was the coolest thing because I didn't know that we did a seek series through our fasting and, and prayer here. Uh, but so this is me knowing this, getting this word before I knew. So I said, all right, Lord, help me in. I, I want to seek you. And then come December, Pastor Samuel tells the team, hey, we're entering into our seek season. And I'm like, what? You know, like, did you? And I got confused for a second. I'm like, did I hear that from Sam or did I hear that from God? Like, it, it, but he was just confirming what God said to me. So this whole week, I've been really uh, pumped and excited about what he's been doing, what things that he's been saying to me. But I don't know about you, but when I hear a word or a phrase, I love, I absolutely love dissecting it. Like if I'm reading something and it could be the first sentence of, of anything and I just, it caught my eye. I like, I spent like almost an hour on that one sentence. It's because I want to fully understand it. And that's just, I feel like how my brain is wired and seek was one of them. And I wanted to fully understand it. And there's a reason why. I believe there's, there is a earthly definition that we grow up in. And then there's the biblical definition. And I want to make sure I grasp onto the biblical side of things. You know, when you, for instance, an example is, you know, the word perfect. When, when the word tells us to be perfect, the world says it's flawless. But God says it's maturity. It's growing in maturity. And so if I got the wrong definition and apply it to my life, I could be missing what God's trying to say to me. So I'm dissecting this word seek because off the bat, when I think of seek, I think of it's a 50-50 chance you might not find what you're looking for. 
Who's ever been there? Yeah. Right? Uh, I, I looked it up in, in Greek. Uh, the word means, the word seek means seek to find. So there's, you're going to find it is how I, I see it. And then in the Hebrew, it means to search, uh, search out by any method. So there's not no cookie cutter way to, to do things. Just any method, you will find it. Because here's the thing. God wants to be found. God wants to be found. And it reminds me of a story uh, back in 2012 or 13, my daughter Malaya, who's 12 today, she was about a year, year and a half, and we were playing the game hide and seek. Any parents play hide and seek with your kids? Raise your hand, right? Ever played in the dark? That's fun, right? It's so cool. Well, I'm playing with Malaya. She's never played the game hide and seek, but this time, so I'm teaching her what, how it is. And as a dad, don't get me wrong, as a dad, I, I'm hiding but I'm hiding, you know what? They can find me because I want to be found by her. Unless you're one of them dads who are like, nope, game on. Like, <laughs> talk to me at the service, we'll pray. We'll have a heart-to-heart conversation. We'll pray. But no, I wanted her to find me, and she did. And the pure joy, especially the little ones, the pure joy of like, ha, ah, they found you. And then they like start running around and run away. And it's like, they're just so excited because they found what they were looking for. And so Malaya's turn, she's hiding for the very first time. Remind you, she's a year, year and a half, okay? For the very first time. So I'm like, you know, one, two, three, all the way to 10. I'm like, all right, right now, here I come. And I come out and this is what I run into. I took a picture of it. This is what I run into. How cute and awesome is that? She literally is hiding, and I'm like, her feet are sticking out behind, but she's definitely like giggling. I think at this point, I'm taking the picture, but I'm saying, where are you? Like, I'm still playing the game, and I can see the curtain move a little bit, the excitement, but I found her. There's just some joy when you find what you're looking for. I, I, I look in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, and you, you won't have this up there because this actually came to me like in the middle of the night. Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Now listen to this. Seek and you will find. He says, you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Verse 8, for everyone who asks receives. Now listen to this one. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open to you. The one who seeks finds. I know how it feels to not find something you lost. I know I, my wife lost a necklace years ago, and it's hard because it was a special her. We still haven't found it. So the feeling of not finding, it, it's real. It's, 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 it's what we see in culture at times. But not with God. Not with God, because God wants to be found. You see, don't get me wrong. I understand God found us, the 99 and the one. Like, I, I get that. But hear me for a second. There is a, like, the other side of the coin where we are in pursuit of our Father. We're seeking him out. And God is guaranteeing us, you're going to find me. You're going fi- to find me in those hugs, in those smiles, while you're at church, while you're worshiping. You're going to find me. How sad would it be if I was playing with my daughter and as she's going, I just decided not to look for her and time went by. She'd be devastated. She'd probably hate the game after this. Like, we're never playing again. I've been stood up by my son, though. I have. 
where we're playing hide and seek and, 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 and I'm hiding and I'm like, okay, man, like five minutes went by and I don't really hear anything. And I really, no, true story, I really come out and he's playing the Wii, like totally lost distraction. He was probably like four or five at the time. But like, I'm like, dude, what happened? He's like, uh, and he just kept playing. And I'm like, dude, like, that's not how, it, that was not a good feeling. It's funny now what it wasn't then. But what I'm saying is with God, like, it's a, it's a guarantee. You're, you're going to find him. I, I needed him for a moment. And I just said, God, help me right now. And he was there. And he reminded me. He reminded me of identity. He reminded me of who I am, what I'm called to do. I just said, God, help me. And so that, that's what God wants us to encounter that every single day, wherever we're at. I know there's times we're weary, we're tired, but God says, I'm there. Come to me. I will give you. So, so seek has been really uh, close to my heart. I really believe God was preparing me for this, specifically fasting. Last week's Pastor Samuel's message on fasting was phenomenal. Really, my wife and I, we discussed messages afterwards um, Typically when we go, Sunday or wherever we go, we'll have to talk about it. It was one of the best deliveries I've heard. I'm not saying it because he's my boss and he's standing right here. I'm not saying it because of that. But I am saying it truthfully. Like, it was good. And if you weren't here last week, you didn't hear it, you missed it. Lifewest.church, go, go, not read it, but go find it on a podcast. Listen to it today, right after church. It was a great, great message. It just inspired and motivated. But that's what I want to talk about. I kind of want to just piggyback a little bit on what Pastor Sam talked about when it comes to fasting, but also what it, what it looks like when we seek God. Because yeah, we're in our 21 days of prayer and fasting, but this habit should continue on. I'm not saying just the feeding, the eating side of things. I'm talking about the, the seeking side of things. It should continue on after the 21 days. I, I know I failed many times after 21 days and then I binged on that like 22nd day and really hurt myself. Really, really, really hurt myself. And I remember eating it and like just scarfing. I'm like, this is gonna hurt, but I don't care right now. Like, be careful. What I'm saying is it's a habit. And the reason why I say that is because I, I, I always thought about the Israelites, you know, years, years, years. I've always thought about them. Like they're, they're freed from Egypt, right? And they're, they're wandering in the wilderness and they're no longer a slave to Egypt, but they still have slavery mentalities that had to come out of them. Habits that had to leave because their, their talking was like, let's just go back. It was better than, I'm like, what? You hear yourself? And sometimes we can catch ourselves in those areas after. So my personal, uh, I guess call it a goal or whatever, um, but I, I, what I, my expectation, there you go. My expectation is that my habits also change in this process. The world says that what? It takes 21 days to make it change or break or whatever habit, right? Well, then I'm going to use this 21 days to do something for God and change something in my life. It's, it's what God wants. It's seeking. It's seeking him. But I'm going to continue to find him in different ways because every day can be a joy where I'm running around like, I found you. There you are the whole time. You've been there the whole entire time. You see, the core meaning and the core word of seek, it's, it's God's desire to be found. That's, that's what I learned. It's God's desire to be found. To seek means to crave something and go after it. Go after it. I, I'll pause here for a second. Uh, I shared this earlier, but in, 2007, in 2018, I think it was, I was shopping at Lowe's uh, with my boys, my, my oldest and my youngest son. 
Uh, and my, my wife, Madi, was at the movie theaters with my two daughters. And so the reason why I say that portion of it is because there was no communication. I couldn't get to her. She was in a movie theater. Uh, so I'm shopping at Lowe's. I'm, I'm doing my thing. It's Christmas time. I'm buying Christmas lights. And as I'm getting my, my things, my son Joshua, the older one, he's running around with Jeremiah, my younger one. And they're playing. Well, I run into like two different people. Like I knew, like, hey, guys, what's up? We're talking, right? And kind of just like, I didn't forget my kids, but like, you know, wasn't looking at them for a second. <laughs> and I go, and, as, and I see Joshua run in circles. I said, Bo, what's up? He's like, I lost Jeremiah. And I'm like, okay, well, go that way. I'll go this way. There's, we'll find him. Like, we go. And I see Joshua again. And he's like, I had nothing down. I'm like, okay, go the other way. So we go the other way. Nothing. And I'm like, okay, panic's starting to sit in, right? And I, I just to save us some grief, 20 minutes went by. They shut down Lowe's. Code blue, if you're in, they have a code if you're in, uh, what is it called, retail, they'll have a code. Code blue happened, every door was shut, nobody can come in or go out. They, um, it's nighttime, it's raining, I mean, just everything. And by the way, like, I am, like, now searching, and I am, like, where is this kid at? They called the police, Ottawa County Sheriff. Ottawa County Sheriff was ready to shut down US 31. Like, shutdown was about to happen, and it's, and it's like, what's happening here? I'm trying to get a hold of my wife. No answer. Long story short, 20 minutes go by. It felt like an eternity, but 20 minutes went by and a shopper finds him underneath the tree. Now my son was still in diapers and he decided to go under a Christmas tree where there was privacy, you know, because we all need privacy at times and do some business. Well, while he's doing some business, everyone's like, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, can you put yourself in the shoes for a second? Like what? And who are who are these strangers? So he didn't come out. He actually freaked out and just said, I'm just going to wait here till daddy shows up, <laughs> is what he did. Let me tell you something. We found him, and let me tell you something. We got 60% off at Lowe's that day. They felt so bad for us. Like, I'm not joking. I'm like, Josh, will get like five more strands of lights. Like, let's go. They let Jeremiah scan it. I have pictures with, with the staff. I mean, it was awesome. But what a relief afterwards. I didn't share this first service, I'll share it now, but then Madi calls me back. Well, I found him already. I found him already. So I'm debating, do I pick up, number one? Like, do I pick up this phone call? Number two, do I, what, what do I say? Do I even tell her? You know, because I'm like, this could turn into a funeral for me. Like, it's just like, and she's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, hey, first thing, I'm like, everything is okay. Everything's okay. And then she says, what'd you do? It's <laughs> the first thing she says. I survive, I'm still here, I have a t-shirt. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, that pursuing, it, you know, for me to be very intentional, like uh, people were already shut down a, half a city to find one child. And I, I'm like, I can't imagine what God did yeah. to find us. Yeah. So that characteristic of seeking is embedded in us when we have the spirit of God. It's not even the question of how, we know how. We just gotta do it. That's why when I said earlier, the definition is search, search out by any method. There's going to be different ways we search out, through his scripture, through worship. I mean, I, I, I find things in scripture, and there are times I find things in worship, and, and, or maybe in prayer time, or just someone talking, to, me talking to somebody else, and they're just saying stuff that, like, they have no idea what I'm going through, but they said the right thing. Anybody have that before? I know I have many times. God says, if you seek, you will find. King David, everyone say King David. King David is a perfect example in the Old Testament of someone who was going through hardships. Everything was against him. 
everything was against him. He, f- he flew to the wilderness, into the desert, where there was no water and no food, and he was seeking God. I'm going to read it out of Psalms chapter, Psalm chapter 63, verses 1 through 3. This is what it says. It says, Oh God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for, your sanctu- for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Such a good passage. Your assignment, I love giving assignments. Your assignment is read that one today, Psalm 63. But when I read that scripture, I love asking questions to myself and I love challenging myself. I did ask myself this. I said, do I thirst the way David thirsts for God? See, it's easy to come to God when things are comfortable. But when all things are against you, when it's not going the way you thought it was supposed to be going, am I hungry enough to still pursue and seek him? The second side of that question was, am I, early am I seeking him? And I'm not talking about waking up just early in the morning to seek him. That's great. Do your devotion. Do what you have to do. Wake up 10, 15 minutes early. That's awesome. But the real question I was asking myself is, am I early in the situation to seek him in every situation that I face? Because I have fallen short a lot when I face a situation and I try to fix it. And I try to ask questions and I try to look at YouTube stuff, maybe. I don't know. And then I prayed about it. That's not being early in the situation. And so I've, I've challenged myself to seek God first. To be early in the situation when I seek him out. David does that. David's in the wilderness and he says, God, I'm still praising you. I'm searching for you. I'm looking for you. I mean, you fast forward and you'll, you'll see today that David is labeled as a man after God's heart. He was, pers- and all the mistakes, a man after God's heart. I want to be like that. I want to be after God's heart continually. So my prayer is that whether you started or going to start the 21 days of prayer and fasting, that you find what you're looking for in Christ. What you find what you're looking for It might not be an answer you want, but it gets your heart prepared for the answer that God's going to give to you. That's where we're at. Jesus said in in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, he said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Other translations would say to do right, to do the right thing. Then he goes on, he says, for they shall be filled These are, do you hear promises? Do you hear what God is saying? It's a guarantee. You will be filled if you pursue him. You will be satisfied. I know when you think of the word fasting, it's it's overwhelming. Okay, maybe me, but I feel like, like, okay, we're about to enter into this fasting. Like, and I can wean off all I want, but man, I'm just telling you, I'm still going to be hungry. Okay, by the way, yesterday, I'm just proud of this moment. Costco cake was in front of me. Oh my gosh. I'm being, we were celebrating somebody's, uh, you know, it was not like a diaper baby shower and presented Costco cake. And I'm like, oh man, like <laughs> it was close. It was fight. Came out with a black eye, but I won. No, so I, <laughs> I'm just joking. 
But I kept telling myself at that moment, and and this is not, it's going to sound funny, but I'm not trying to be funny. I kept telling myself, I love you more, God, than this cake. I love you more than this cake. My stomach was screaming something else, but I was saying, no, I love you more than this cake. And it's really, it's again, going back to, he will satisfy you. He will satisfy you. He will fill you better than what cake can do. Better than what cake can do. When it comes to fasting, I do believe it's an expectation that God gave us, but how he delivers it is like an invitation. He wants you to say yes to it. Participate. Say yes. Be willing to come in because it's powerful. There's something about setting worldly or earthly things aside, replacing it with him, like food, that just brings an intimacy with God. It's, it's about the intimacy side of things. Uh, a story I have is, is my wife, my wife and I, back in 2011, okay, so we lived in Tulsa for about four years. We, we just moved back to Michigan. Um, we only had a one-year-old. It was Joshua. He was one in like a half maybe. And we're in Michigan. We're living in a two-bedroom apartment, trying to get our foot on the ground just with everything, right? So we're only in, in Michigan for a few months. But we enter into a 21-day of prayer and fasting. And I remember my wife said, I am going to fast and just pray. In my, in my 21 days, I'm going to pray for my dad, my biological father. Back, quick, quick, quick backstory. He just was not a good man. Um, rough childhood for my wife and, and her siblings. Um, just really, really hard. So there was a lot of strife. There was a lot of just tension. We've tried ministering. We tried pursuing. We tried the loving thing. I made up my mind back in that 2010. We were still in Oklahoma that there's one person that Jesus can't reach and it's him. Like I made my mind up like, yes, Jesus, you're faithful. You're good. You can't get him though. Like there's no way. I was just, my immature mindset, I was just there. I was there. And I remember my wife saying, okay, I'm going to pray for my dad. We had some prayer focuses, right? But that was it. That was her only mission. I'm going to pray for my dad. And her expectation was, my dad's going to come to Jesus. Well, day one, they, even saying that, by the way, really quick, even saying that was hard for my wife to say because there's just things that she was facing with him. So her prayer day one was like, dear God, bless my dad, amen. Like, that was it. It was just very short. But it was more and better than what it was yesterday. Every day, she kept doing that. By like the last week, she's like, okay, Baba, son. She's just praying in the spirits. She's doing it. God bless my dad. I mean, it's just like, it was amazing to see an atmosphere in my home change. I didn't, I remember not wanting to participate because I still was wrestling things with them, but she was just in attack mode. I will never forget the 21st day. So my mindset, it's 10 o'clock at night. My mindset is tomorrow I'm feasting for breakfast, okay? That was my, her mindset was, I'm still chasing after my dad's salvation. And at 10 o'clock, we're going to bed, and I remember we were saying goodnight, and she had like this downcast face, and she had said, well, it's okay. God's still faithful. Because nothing, nothing changed. There was no, no, we didn't see anything, right? And I said, all right, baby, well, love you, goodnight. And I went straight to bed. 11.30, my side of the story, 11.30, I get elbowed, like, dude, dude, wake up. During that hour that I was sleeping, her dad called her from Oklahoma. Her dad called her and said, Madi, you are the first sibling out of everybody. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call first. I am sorry for everything, and I want you to know I gave my life to Jesus Christ. 
What? 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 <laughs> so she's, uh, she had this great conversation with him, found out a lot of things. It was just amazing, amazing, amazing. And, and then when they hang up, that's where the elbow came in, and she woke me up in tears saying, my dad gave his life to Christ. And I remember, like, that's awesome. I'm going to bed. Like, I was just tired. Just being honest, I'm not going to lie to you guys here. Like, I was tired. But the next morning, I was like, hey, what happened with your dad? You know, so she's telling me all these things. It was the last day of the last hour that, she, that he came to salvation and God showed himself true through that because that was what she was seeking after within this 21 days, God, within this 21 days. And God, God's timing is always perfect. I thought I was like cutting it close, but God's timing is always perfect. Now, that's not even the, really the, the meat of the story. Here's, here's the meat of the story. We had phenomenal seven years with him. Because after that, he went home with the Lord. Do you hear me? He went home with the Lord. There's, it's, I know it's, 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 it's hard when we lose a loved one, but our hope is in Christ. And we know because of that, he's dancing with Jesus right now. He's dancing with Jesus. That right there, it just shows the power. Whoa, this thing came off. It just shows the power of God and what he does. Like, I couldn't explain it. Actually, I gave up on it, but God didn't. God didn't. And he is looking for kids, children, you, me, to continue to seek him. 2 Samuel chapter 12, 16 and 17. David, therefore, pleaded with God for his child. Now, we'll stop there for a second. A little bit of content of the story. David's son is going to die. I mean, just read it. He's going through a hard time right now. The Bible goes on and says, And David fasted and went in and laid all night on the ground, so that the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the ground. But he would not, nor did he eat food with them. If you know the story, his son passes away. There's a point where he finds out, okay, the report came, he's passed away. But in his fasting, the Bible says he gets up, wipes his face, and then goes on with life and his business. And I believe because his pursuit for the Father, God filled David with what he needed to continue. I know if I were in his shoes, if I look from an outward perspective, I'm like, how, how can he do that? Like, I'd be devastated. Like, I would like, what would I do? I, I, I don't know. But David knew the Lord. David knew the Lord. He knew, I just need you. And God filled him for that season of what he walked through, what he went through. When we think of fasting, fasting and praying is not to manipulate God to give us a blessing or to give us a miracle. No, 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 no. First of all, that's not what it's about, okay? By the way, God's blessing doesn't, ma doesn't mean that you have to work extra to get it. God gave it to you. God, I think one of the biggest miracles, one of the greatest miracles of all time is not if a limb grows, that's great. If not if, uh, you know, dead will raise in the natural, that's great. It's when a heart is transformed for Jesus. When a sinner becomes righteous because of the blood of Jesus. That, that's my, uh, my view of it. I think that is the biggest miracle that anybody can ever see is seeing someone give their life to Jesus. Just giving it up to Jesus. But when you look at it, it's God's grace and his blood that releases these blessings. 
See, what prayer and fasting does is it just gets us ready for God's answer. How many of you guys ever gone to the prayer and saying, I'm believing for this, God? And, and don't get me wrong, believe for whatever God put in your heart, but looking for a specific answer of how to do it. God says, I got that. In my timing, I will do that. That's when praying for we humble ourselves before the Lord. We humble ourselves to position ourselves in posture and so that we can take the next step, make the right decision, be in unity maybe with your spouse or, or be in unity with your family, men, broken hearts, unforgiveness, whatever it is, God has that journey. God, man, time flew. Okay, let's go to Psalms chapter 9, verse 10. And it says, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Do you hear the heart of the Father? What he's, what he's desiring? It's a desire. He's desiring a pursuit. A pursuit for him. Not a dating relationship, but a marriage relationship where you're with him 24-7. And I just believe when it comes to the 21 days, we're just setting ourselves up for the year. That's all we're doing. We're setting ourselves for the year. You look at Moses in the Old Testament in Exodus, specifically uh, chapter 17, you'll see that there's a battle. There's a battle. People are attacking Israel. And he sends Joshua to go fight the battle. But then he stands posture before God all over. He sees the battle and he lifts his hands in the staff. To me, this is a symbol of victory. I don't know about you, but to me, this is a symbol of victory. But then there's a point where the arms get weak and tired. The battle's going too long, <laughs> taking forever. See, my thing is I want it done now and quick. But there had to be the battle, the walkthrough. And the Bible says he gets tired. Who comes alongside him? Aaron and Ur. Help him raise it up. And the victory's put in their hands. And I love that picture because if I can be very honest with you, I got a lot of weak moments a lot of weary moments where I'm tired and I'm saying, God, rapture, let's go. Like, I'm just, I, I'm just being honest. But I know there are people he's still pursuing and he wants me to be along that journey. And so when I'm weary, I run to him first. But then all of a sudden my wife's like, hey, let me pray for you. I'm just sensing these. I'm like, man, how does she do that? Like, she just does it. There goes one arm back up. And then someone says, I have a word for you. Don't know what it means, but here you go. And goes another. And I walk into Life West, and Life West is like, hey, we're praying for you. Like, whoa, like this is my arms are like completely in the air. My feet are in the air. Like now I'm in this victory formation. I love that picture because it shows that Moses was not alone. Yeah, he had his God. He had his, he knew the Lord. But it also showed a picture of a family, God's children rallying together and saying, let's do this together. And when I look around right now, look around with me. Everyone just, I know it's a little awkward. Look around. This is your family. This is your family. We get to pray for each other. We get to sharpen each other. We get to correct each other. Those are not fun, but it's fun at the same time. We're family. We get to love each other. We get to love each other. If there's hard times, we can share those hard times and say, pray for them. And they might have the right word that God gave them for you at that one moment. I don't know 
about you, but when I'm praying and fasting, these things become a little bit more clear to me because I kind of forget in my everyday pattern. And I don't want to forget no more, church. I don't want to forget. I want God to move in me and to move the people around me. And when I fall short, he picks me up. I want to experience that. It's not just for, it's for everybody. I want you to experience it. I shared the story a long time ago, a long, long time ago. And you might remember, but do you remember the part when I told you when I first became a, a, a believer, I was so fired up, I jumped on my in-laws' beds to have them go to church. But I was just a boyfriend at the time. I wasn't the husband yet of my wife. I was just like a few months into dating my wife. People say, it's funny because since then, someone just brought it up today too. Since then, they will bring it up and say, you really did that? I'm like, yeah. Why wouldn't I? I was on fire. The reason why I'm sharing that and reminding you guys again is because that was a moment I remembered how good he was, how good he is. And it's funny because sometimes when I, I feel like I'm losing energy or zeal, I, I, I really remember going back and jumping on their bed. It's really a standing stone for me. In the Old Testament, they had standing stones where they would put a, an altar or whatever for the Lord and it's to remember to remember, right? And to tell the story. Well, that's my standing stone. Jumping on the bed. Would I have done that in the natural if I didn't have Jesus? No way! Well, I wouldn't do that. But I was so lit for Jesus. So on fire. So when I start feeling weary, I remember that. And this boost of energy comes back. What has the Lord done for you? What do you remember that can bring you back up and say, that's right. That's right. I come, is, is it water baptism? Is it the day you accepted Jesus Christ? Is it the day that you said, I'm committed? Is it the day that someone said, I have a word for you? Or is it the day that someone said, I, let me prophesy over you. I, I believe God cast this for you. Is it a day that you read a passage the first time and it just clicked and it made sense? What is it? My encouragement before I close is to seek him out. Seek him out. I said it earlier, fasting isn't an invitation. He wants you to participate. He wants you involved. Fasting is humbling yourself before God. He wants you to be like the teacher, according to Luke chapter 6, verse 40. Be like him. Humble yourself. Practice what he practiced on earth. And last, fasting is an act of worship. He tells us in Romans 12, 1, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. When I hear that part, I just see Calvary. I see the cross and I see a savior bleeding, bleeding for me, for you, so that we can have hope in a hurting world, so that we can be a light when it's dark. That's what I see. And he says, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. It's the way to worship him. So my commitment in front of my church family is I, during these 21 days, I want to separate myself, but I want to replace it with God. I don't want to just separate myself and then go to sleep and then I'm like, I'm resting. No, no, no. I'm going to fill it with God's word and his worship. Will you join me? However that looks, let's pray. 
God, thank you. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. You are good. And we acknowledge that. Lord, as you examine our hearts, we just come before you exposing our hearts to you. So if there's an area that needs a turnaround, we're sorry. Help us turn away from that sin, Lord. I pray that you would help us. Now, church family, as we still are praying, your first step, if you have never accepted Christ, the Bible tells us to call on his name and he'll save us. And I know, I don't know about you, but when I first heard that, my question was, well, what are you saving us from? And the answer is simple, saving us from eternal separation from him. God does not want us to be apart from him. He wants to be united with him. But it requires us to confess and call him out. So if that is you, you have never done that, I want to pray with you. On the count of three, just shoot your hand up. One, two, three. Put your hand up in the air right now if that is you. That is awesome. All of us are here. Cool. We have Jesus. Here's the second invite. Maybe I haven't really been seeking him out the way I'm supposed to. I see him on Sundays. I read once in a while, especially when I'm scrolling through my phone. I get a verse here and there, but I have never really sought him out. And I want to commit right now. Just want to commit. Then let's pray together on that one. If that is you, the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three, raise your hand. Oh, that's awesome. God bless you and you and you and you. Thank you and you. Awesome. Let's pray. God, you see us. You see our hands, but you also see our hearts. Lord, as we commit to you, I pray right now. Show us. We dare you to show us. Lord, we hunger for you. We know you will satisfy us as we intentionally seek out. As we read, Lord, give us something fresh. To, maybe we run it, read it a hundred times, but give us that fresh new insight, that nice revelation, Father. When we pray, may we learn to hear your voice. And when we worship, may our hearts just jump for joy, knowing we are set free. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say, Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.